This episode of Let's Meet is made possible by Boomtown Biscuits and Whiskey, a contemporary take on a classic American frontier food, and mmm, it's delicious. Stake your claim at 1201 Broadway in beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio. Phone number 513-381-2666. Website boomtownbiscuitsandwhiskey.com. Hello. Let's meet. Hi. Nice to meet you. Let's meet. Nice to meet you. On the ninth episode of Let's Meet Part 3 of 3, housing court is like night court for houses. Tamaya's nine-year goal? Podcast host. Where did my $275 apartment go? Michael knows how to shut corn. What do you what do you see in the immediate future? Like what's the what's your what's your one month plan and then what's your your year plan? I know those are disparate mm-hmm. and far apart <laughs> and a lot of th- a lot of factors fall into the play but what do you see like immediate that you're that you're focusing on laser intensity um, I'm very laser intensive on housing policy yeah and tax abatement policy rewriting that and introducing new policy my goal for the year is to accomplish I want like three big policy wins in our first year mm-hmm. it's really important for me um the fun thing is I take a lot of meetings uh, every every week, and my schedule gets a little bit ridiculous. So I'm trying to get better with this. It's just um, I feel awful, but I feel like sometimes um, I, I'm trying to strike this balance, and hopefully I'll strike this soon. Uh, I want to be accessible, as accessible and as approachable as humanly possible. I, right. Anybody who wants a meeting, I try, I try to take the meeting. But I also have to balance that out with making sure I have time to do the, the research and the policy work. Because that's why I got elected. Right. Not to be popular, not to be um, likable, although I hope I am. I just want to do the work. So it's it's hard. It's it's hard not to just get like in the office and just hunker down and want to type stuff all day. Because then you also, you're a politician. So yeah. even when you're not campaigning, you're campaigning. Yeah. So the balance of it all is something I'm hoping to, to strike relatively soon. Yeah. What um what are the three yeah policies that you want to accomplish this year? Um I w- I would like to restructure our um tax abatement policy. Okay. I would like to um I think I would like to have a housing court for people like cuz right now housing court is mostly relegated to people who are experiencing evictions as opposed to like people who are living in, a, in an apartment and they have like legit concerns and they they may be scared to say something because maybe they have like an eviction on their record and this person right. knows it and so they're leasing to them and treating them like crap because they know they just can't go somewhere else. So right. trying to pro- provide more cover for people who are experiencing housing challenges uh, with difficult landlords. So just a, a housing court that addresses all those needs and the um, the resident um, creative at City Hall, the three things I want to okay. hope to get accomplished. I'm, I mean, I'm, there's probably some smaller things, but those are like the... the Three big things I want to do. What's your nine-year goal? <laughs> so once you've done this for eight years mm-hmm. and you feel like you've accomplished um, all you can, what what's next? I don't know. Podcast host? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to be all I can be, so I might do that. Um, it is as glamorous as it sounds. <laughs> and as it looks. <laughs> it pays very well. I mean, you we're, know. We're not videoing it. Let's no. Let's just say that. You got, the, you got the good drinks here. I can dig it. Um, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I I don't know. I think about that sometimes, but I don't want to get too focused on it's it. It's so far out. Like, even I'll for be, me, someone will ask me and I'd have no idea. So yeah, I always like to ask that question. I don't know. I just want to be, I st- I'm, of course, I'm still going to be in Cincinnati, loving Cincinnati. But I don't know. I want yeah. to be, I want to serve two really good terms on city council and then go from there. Yeah. Good. So how many, how many quote unquote freshman council per people do you have this year? There's three. Out of nine? Out of nine. So there were 24 people oh, wow. who ran. Right on. Uh, top nine want, uh, go to city council and three of us are newbies. Nice. nice. So it's me, uh, uh, Greg Landsman and Jeff Pastor. They're nice. interesting guys. Yeah. I like working with them. They're fun. Yeah. Yeah, we have a good relationship. Jeff's a Republican. I don't hold that against him. Uh, he's a really good guy. Right. No. He's a good he's a, I think all three of us, just because we come in together, I think we just have a we have yeah. a good rapport. You know, we have we're like if Jeff does something that I don't agree with, I can go to his office and you know, tell him straight up and he can do the same for me. I think we just you know, we have a good relationship. Yeah. And Greg and I work close. I mean, I think all three of us for the next, you know, however long we're gonna be on council together, I feel good about our relationship, and we're hoping that we can model. You know, we have political, different political philosophies, mm-hmm. but we like each other as people. Yeah, and hoping that that you know kind of overshadows any differences that we have on policy. Of it's course. like you know, I, I can I can disagree with you and still think you're a good person. So that's what I'm hoping to. to that's do. a hard. Isn't that a hard thing to when you have. When you have partisan politics, isn't that a hard place to come to sometimes? I it mean, is. probably not for you. Well, no, it is because, because you have that understanding. It it is because you know you have we are we have party affiliations, and sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad because people have, feel like they have to do what the party wants them to do. Right. So that's the tough part. But I do try to. Well, like, what happens if you don't do what the party has? You'll I mean, still be fine, but it's still just, there. But yeah, but there's like there's. <laughs> There's like this unspoken. You talk about like what do you want to do next, and yeah. so there there could be like rich, you know. It's the it's the next. It's the next. You've been blackballed. From yeah, exactly, the, and, and that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. I I I don't I don't really with local politics. I don't see myself getting super super bogged down with partisanship because I again I think it's just important to get things done, and that's what Jeff uh, and Greg and I talk about a lot. Like we just want to get things done, and we don't. Um, we we know it's kind of unspoken too. I'll be honest with you. We we know that um, sometimes party, it's yeah. all, it's another layer of having to separate. Yeah, you're not doing this because you're mad at me. It's it's party, you know. So it's a lot of that that crap that that happens. But do you have any of the elder statesmen come up and put their arm around you? Say, you sweet baby angel. <laughs> let me tell you what it's really about. I appreciate um, your enthusiasm. Only once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, with that vote with I was talking about earlier with the tax abatements, that was something where I'm just trying to show leadership um, and trying to be above the fray. So, you know, uh, we had a a vote um, last week on, like, this issue. I didn't think that was super important, but it took up a lot of time. And I said that on the council floor. Mm -hmm. Like, why, you know, what we, how much, our time is an indicator of what we value. And so why are we talking about this when it affects so few people? And then the thing with the tax abatements where they're like... You know, you are right. I'm going to vote this time. So I just want to continue to be the voice that, or I want my goal is to be a voice that typically hasn't been on council. But there's people who believe the same believe the same things I do. But my approach, again, is to give grace mm-hmm. and to not demonize. Yeah. You know, so I think while there's other people who share my philosophy, that that's not always their, their mm-hmm. approach. They get, sometimes it gets a little petty. Do you feel it's hard that you have to vote yes or no 
and you can't give the reason? We can. We can, which is really good. Okay. So we, we do. I mean, it is up or down vote um, on, on these things. But that's what that's the end result is the up or down. You can never do the maybe. No, no. Something like we just had one a couple weeks ago or last week where you, you on appointments, you can't abstain. There's sometimes you can't abstain and sometimes you can't. But I, I like the ability, like, you know, the ability to say I'm voting no on the floor and this is mm-hmm. why. And then I wanted to add it to my social media because we have a lot of followers there. Yeah. So people who yeah. can't make it to council meeting, they can just like understand. Like I, I did the same thing, but I'm not a big fan of increasing property taxes. I'm a little bit of a different liberal in that space. I just don't mm-hmm. think that we should be like, oh, we don't have what we need. Let's increase property taxes. We have a low right. owner, home ownership rate, and I, I respect that. So when I had to vote to increase, I didn't have to, but I did vote to increase property taxes. It was the right thing to do. I felt like I owed it to people who supported me to tell them why I voted the way that I did. Some yeah. people were like, you idiot, you know? And yeah. some people were like, you know, I understand. But, you, you know, it's I'm, you, you, you develop thick skin in politics, or you should, I have yeah. thick skin. So, um, but at least people know where I'm coming from at all times. There's no guess on, oh, oh, I don't know where she stands. Or There's sometimes people don't answer their emails or answer their phones. Mm-hmm. I always try to do that, you know, and I, and I hope to always continue that. Yeah. I even answer the phones in our office sometimes, which is... People are like, I want to speak to the council member. I'm like, this is her. like, what? You know, yeah. I, that's kind of cool sometimes. I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't see you giving that up. <laughs> I don't see. I, I feel like uh, for, for knowing you as long as I have, I feel like you're always going to be accessible. I, I want and to. And I think it's going to be a fault. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think I think you're right because it's just it matters to me. I remember when I first started out, like trying to get involved in the civic space and people wouldn't return my calls or my emails. Yeah. And, I, I'm always gonna know what that's like, and so I don't. I never want anybody to feel like that. So even if, um, so that's part of the reason I'm like I, I got to be responsive because I'm always, no matter what, I'm always gonna be that person whose phone call didn't get, right. you know, returned or email didn't get answered. So I, so I, it might be to a fault, but it's okay. Yeah, I think um, going back to real quick because I know we're we're burning the oil. Going back to the housing situation, there was a time I think. It was probably eight or nine years ago where I had an apartment in Over the Rhine, mm-hmm. and it was before. I mean, it was kind of during a, a, the boom, which we've seen a lot of a lot of new spaces come to fruition, a lot of new developments. But the apartment that I had was a proper one bedroom, and I paid two hundred and seventy five dollars a month, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only the only negative is that it was on Walnut Street, and there was a lot of noise on the weekends. But that was it. It wasn't that bad. So my question is, I guess it's two parts. Where did that one go? Where? How can I get it back? Um, well, I mean, kind of, kind of <laughs> but not not specifically for me. So, how as a city can you can you get these developers, these builders, to reconcile with the idea that you don't have to charge? Eighteen hundred dollars a month for this one bedroom apartment that was formerly two hundred and seventy five and then if it's going to be in an affordable price range for a normal person or even a person who which i mean well to be honest with you, the normal person in the the urban center of Cincinnati is from my perspective below the like thirty thousand dollar a year mark mm-hmm. i mean there's there's still quite a bit of poverty in over the Rhine there's Absolutely. still quite a bit yeah. how do you get the word out that this is an affordable building to move into how do you get these builders to see past the dollar amount because we know that they're that these prices are exorbitant uh, quite a few of them are i mean if it takes a million dollars to turn over a building 
you don't have to make your million dollars back in a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if you have a tax abatement. So how do you get, number one, the builders to understand that? Number two, the people to see where these opportunities are? Because if had I not gone into this leasing office, I would have never known about the place. And it was only because the guy asked me, what do you want to spend? Yeah. And, and how is that opportunity given to someone who is not my gender, mm-hmm. not my skin color? Mm-hmm. I think you have with developers is all what's the value proposition for them? Like what what do you what do they get out of doing this? And so that's right. They're not a nonprofit, so they they are there to you know to make money and to turn a profit. Yeah. So I think the city has to um, incentivize developers to do this. You can't legislate people's hearts. You know that's one thing right. I learned yeah. a long yeah. time ago. So if they don't see the need or the importance of affordable income based housing. You can't make them unless you, again, attach a value proposition to, to that concept. Right. The reason why we don't, I, I kind of have them in a very similar uh, predicament or situation. You were, I lived in Overrun at that time, and I paid three seventy five to live right above Madison's in uh, Finley Market. So it was oh, like yeah. awesome apartment. I think that same apartment is like $1,100 now. I was up the street at Biff's. Yeah, okay. I lived above Biff's. Okay, so, oh, gotcha. I know exactly where you were. Um, so I, I, the city has to say... Okay, we we are mandating that you do this. And if you don't, there's some sort of like acceleration clause where you have to pay the taxes that were abated mm-hmm. for you, you know, in order to make this happen. Yeah. So I think that's what you have to do. But the city should kind of adopt or maybe we should look to adopt kind of what um, in, I was talking about earlier with Indianapolis, their program of they let the developers make their money and they ca- they came in and helped subsidize what the market rate would be. Folks paid it to what they could afford based on what the guidelines were. And then the city came and made the, the developers whole for the rest of the amount that was the market rate. So I, I just think we just need, need to think a little bit more creatively. And yeah. the city also, like our budgets are uh, indicators of what we value. And right now, like human services funding is about a 1.5% of our overall budget. I think we need to have like. Um, seems pretty low. It seems pretty low because we're our budget is about three. Or excuse me, it's about one point three, one point five billion dollars. So one. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's low considering all the challenges that we have, but I also think that we need to develop uh, like a affordable housing fund, also so that we so it's not always incumbent upon the developers to do mm-hmm. this too. Because I mean they're 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 not a nonprofit with the abatements that they get. Like maybe there's a way to utilize some abatements into a fund that people can tap into to help pay for housing as well. So I think I think the possibilities are, are endless, but I think we just have to understand that it's it's important. And yeah. until the city, me, mm-hmm. uh, sees it as important, we're going to continue to have the challenges that we have. I think we have a council right now who, not disparaging any other previous convening of council, I think we have a council that really understands uh, and who's willing to hopefully put their heads together to figure out how do we solve this issue. I mean, we're, yeah. we're doing terrible in our, in our rates around poverty and a race around housing. And again, if someone that has, doesn't have stability within their housing, you know, good luck with job and school, the other things that you have to do, um, you know, in order to, you know, self-actualize. Right. That's one of the, one of my concerns sometimes, occasionally, mm-hmm. when I look at a place like Baltimore uh-huh. or Detroit and I see that, And you've seen it before, too. You see the lack of opportunity coupled with the lack of education, coupled with the lack of funding. You see stagnation, and then you see see that stagnation becoming detriment. Mm -hmm. It's increased crime. Yeah. Yeah. And and what I can't 
what I can't understand is how if you have a budget, if your city has a budget and it has an opportunity not to, at the risk of sounding like a socialist, what someone will accuse me of being, <laughs> how can the how can the city government turn its face away from the people who exist as their constituents? Socialist. <laughs> <laughs> Tim whispered socialist. You heard it. You heard I mean, it. People pay taxes. Um Different, you know, different kinds of taxes, but right. as if people pay taxes, and they have a right to have policy to assist them. A lot of times, when people are like, "I'm not a homeowner," you pay sales tax, you pay all kinds of tax. You, right. have, you have a right. And to, if you're renting, you're more than likely paying that tax. You're paying that tax. That you better believe you yeah. are. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's just we just have to. It's it's a lot of education that has to take place, but I, I, again, I think it's just understand that. Uh, everybody contributes. Everybody should benefit. It's yeah. that simple for me. I don't. I, some people call it socialism, but that's 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 the way I see it. Yeah, and I, I think. I mean, I don't. I don't want to sound like I, it, I'm one of those fans of or, or opponents to. If you don't work, you don't eat. Because mm-hmm. that's how we grew up, and I'm mm-hmm. sure that's how you grew up mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. If you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Yeah. My uncle didn't raise corn. For no purpose at all, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't chuck it for no one's. What you know about benefit. that? You know about <laughs> Come on, that? what you know about chuck? Come on, Come man. On I got no purple hole peas. <laughs> I know chucking corn. I know peeling potatoes. Mm. What you know about the black eyed peas? The band, the yeah, band, they're pretty good. Yeah, no, they're terrible. <laughs> they're the worst. So we, uh, we disagree no, a like lot, I but am. it's okay. <laughs> I know that he is a quote unquote businessman. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, so Maybe he made a car. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, he designed he? a car that yeah. was yeah. yeah he flew it around the Earth from the eighties. Ah, telling you, look it up. And goofy, yeah. That's funny. So let's. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. So we'll just pretend <laughs> I didn't say it. We'll pretend You're I didn't your say uncle it. and corn and not. Yeah, I got off track. I just wanted to tell you about uh, I, know, I know how to shuck corn. <laughs> I know. I know how to help my uncle process a hog. I don't, I don't do it. Okay. I, I won't do it again, but I know a little bit about it. Mm. And that, that now I'm a vegetarian. That's what that, I'll that say. That does not sound fun. That is not a good time. Mm. Um, Tamaya, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, you are you're a great person. Oh, you're too kind. You're a good, a really good friend to me, and I really appreciate you're awesome. the years that I've known you. Um, thank you. Me too. You're you're a person who is. I mean, <laughs> at the risk of what you do, <laughs> you're still an approachable person. Even if you didn't do, I knew you before. Is what I can say. Yes. I knew you before. Yes, you did. I knew Tamaya when you did. Um, and you are, you're an example. You're a. Uh, you're making me blush. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not good with compliments. Uh, do you, well, I mean, but it's true. You're an example. You're a great person. You have a great heart. You have Thanks, a great Michael. spirit. I appreciate and you. That part of the reason why I wanted you to be a guest here was to meet Tim, but also Tim is awesome. to um, to get to the heart of the matter. And the heart of the matter is that you have a heart. Oh, you have a heart. Thank you. And that's what we want the people of Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky. Um, they, whatever they probably can't vote for you. Yeah, no, right? No. They should know. They yeah. should know that. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. We we want them to get to meet you. Thank you. Um, I, I appreciate the opportunity. It's always cool to like try to understand and you know new like and get exposed to new new people, and I, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much again. 
Um, guys, we've had a good time. Right, Tim? We've had a great time. Do you have anything? I've, I've learned things. Thanks, Tim. And it was really nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, we, we don't know when this episode's going to be out. We're collecting them right now. Okay. And then we'll collecting. release them somewhere. Okay. In the future. We're going to just throw them out to the river. <laughs> yeah. The universe. We're going to take Tim's computer and throw it in the river. Sprinkle them out in the river. Like, to the cloud. Like ashes. Yeah. That's a great idea. Uh, we'll we'll put it in the, the next uh, the next rocket that Elon Musk sends out into the in the stratosphere. Just watch it explode. Oh my gosh! <laughs> into and that will be our legacy. That'll, that'll be pretty poetic. Actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, so on behalf of everyone, thank you so much for joining us again. We'll see you next time. Um, we'll have another spectacular guest that you will love and enjoy just as much as I loved him. I love you too, Michael. <laughs> All right. See ya. Here's some material that was recorded before we started the show, but it pretty much summarizes why we're doing Let's Meet. So okay. the idea is that we want um, to introduce the city and whoever listens mm-hmm. to the people in it, gotcha. and the people that are making a difference okay. uh, or just doing whatever. Okay. You know, people, just people. And, and we kind of just want to meet people. Sure. That sounds good yeah. to me. Yeah, and, and be nosy. That's what I want. To <laughs> I want to know about your world travels. Like so. Michael goes to open houses all the time. <laughs> he has no he has no desire to to we're buy not, anything. We're not buying, but I want to go open houses. He just likes to look in people's closets. That is absolutely true. <laughs> we go like we will for. I said for, it as a joke, but I that is kind of mean, that, But he knows that's, that but it's, it's true. true. Because we'll Gloria and I will take like we'll take a couple of months off, mm-hmm. and then we'll get back out and like open up. Open houses, and let's just that go is and hilarious. look. Like this house is way out of our price range. Let's go to <laughs> see if there are other people there. Doing let's the go to Mount Adams. This is a one point three million dollar house. I'm walking around in in a you know Crocs. Yeah, like they know. Right, this guy is, is not. Oh, this this guy, is not happening. This guy paints houses for a living. He can't live here. <laughs> but, but I'm still gonna look. Yeah. That's funny. So, and and then I'll, I always look around to, to try to figure out what the guy does for a living, so yeah. that maybe, maybe I should do that. <laughs> like a lot of stuff from P and G here. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's like wedding crashes, but. Thank you for listening to the Let's Meet podcast. This concludes our interview with Tamaya Denard. We'll be wrapping up the next episode and getting it to you as soon as we can. For more information, please visit our website at letsmeetpodcast.com and please subscribe. Nice to meet you. Let's meet. Hello. Let's meet. Hey, what you doing? Hey, hello. <laughs>